ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Kareem Calabar Lou has one goal. Leave the streets before his 30th birthday. He has one job left, then his debts will be paid and his loyalty will only be to himself. When he gets to his last job and finds a damsel in distress, he chooses to prioritize her life over his freedom, and only time will tell if it costs him his life. In the streets of Memphis, Joy Dixon is known as Trouble. Trouble has seemed to follow her and her mother all the days of her life. The night Joy thinks her life is about to end, she's rescued by Caliber. Used to men expecting a lot of something for nothing, Joy expects Caliber to demand the world. It catches her by surprise when he doesn't ask for anything in return. In fact, he only offers to keep her safe. When she finds out exactly who he is, Joy embarks on the hard journey of trusting and finding solace in her gangster, the gentleman. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophiles Bookcase. So... I'm not going to lie to y'all. I am down a B-Love rabbit hole. Um, I've just been like rereading old books of her again and, you know, anticipating the next part of the Black Mayhem Mafia uh, series, the next book. But um, In His Possession 2 isn't scheduled to come out until December 1st. So I read a little short story of B-loves that I thought I should talk about and um next week I will definitely try to find a different author you know to talk about but let me just give my little love to B-love um so this story is called Her Gangster the Gentleman and let's see where do we start we start with Caliber you know that's his street name but his um real name is Kareem he's been in the streets all his life and he made a promise to his mother that he would get out before his 30th birthday now his mom is dead um and you know he really just has himself he has a father who's in jail but never really wanted to claim him so he's just been out on his own. Now he's in the diner of a man he calls Pops. You know, he's very close to him. He's been there all his life. And he even used to mess around with Pops' daughter, but it was nothing ever serious. Like she wasn't really like what? Like a potential girlfriend. She was really just something to play with because she never took him seriously. So, you know, it's his last day and she's like all up in his face, like, you're really leaving? What about that, 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 And it's like, girl, you don't care if he leave or not. Because even with these fake tears welled up in her eyes, like she's smiling. So it's just like, 
how am I supposed to take you serious? Um, but while he's waiting on his food and his food like finally arrives, the diner is packed. Like people are waiting to be seated. And if he wasn't who he was, he would be waiting too. But, you know, because he's who he is, Pops has a certain table that is always available to him anytime he comes in. So while he's about to get his food, a young lady walks in and is just looking around. I guess, you know, trying to find a table. And when she sees him, she walks up to him and tells him to be a gentleman and offer to let her sit with him since he's sitting by himself. Now, she claims to be, like, in a rush and, you know, um, trying to order some food quickly before she has to leave. And Savannah, like, knows who she is and tells her, you know, like, whatever you want to order is going to take about 30 minutes because it's busy. And I hate when people do that. Like, do not come into a, even if it's slow, let's just say that, even if it's slow, like, it don't matter how busy the place is, do not come into a place demanding that you need something within, like, the next couple of minutes, because you're not going to get it. Like, you people who walk in, like, I'm in a rush, and I need my food fast, and it better be hot, and da-da-da-da-da, Okay. You're going to get everything but what you ask for. It's like have some common courtesy and some respect for people who work in food service and customer service, period. Like have some respect. And it's not the fact that she was even being rude about it, but it's just like how do you come somewhere that you see is packed, you see they're busy, talking about you got to leave and be at work within the next like five to ten minutes, so can you order your food? Girl, obviously, no. You see all these fucking people in here. No, you're not going to get your food quickly excuse me I had to get that off my chest because I'm like I as someone who does work in customer service even if I didn't I was raised right let's start there even if I didn't work in the field myself I was raised right have some respect sit and wait and be quiet um but anyway Caliber um asked her what was she what would she have wanted? Like, what do you want? And so she points at his plate and he pushes it over to her, telling her she can take it and tell Savannah, you know, to make him another one and he'll sit and he'll wait for it. And at first she tries to refuse, but he's like, no, you said you was in a rush, right? Take the food. So she literally sits there and like scarfs down the food and tries to pay him for it. But he's like, no, you good go ahead. But she takes the $20 that she offered him and gave it to Savannah as a tip. And, you know, he's looking at her. She's beautiful, but it's just like, it don't even really matter because after the day, he's leaving. So it don't matter who she is, you know, anything about her, whoop de whoop whatever. So he goes back to talk to Pops and, you know, Pops is just asking him, is this something that you really want to do? You know, I'm happy you getting out, though. It is what it is. Now, the guy that Caliber works for, his name is Ben. And he's been, like, his right-hand man, his enforcer, all that good stuff. Now, it's time for him to do his last job. He has to kill, like, or show proof that this last person has been killed. So while he's at the location you know, getting everything set up, 
he sees a man beating on a woman and it's the woman from the diner trouble her her name is joy but she goes by trouble um so he walks straight up to the guy that's beating on her and puts the gun to the back of his head and shoots him and it's like they have to quickly get out of there he doesn't even get his target because you know he kills this guy and he rushes her to his apartment and it's like possibly just fucking up his whole life because he did that in front of everybody basically it's just like you did that in a room full of people out in the open so everybody saw you shoot him and he doesn't even know who the guy is like what he did none of that and joy is freaking out because she's like does you do you even know who you shot like do you even know what you did and he's like no I just saw a man beating on a woman and that's how his mom died so you know of course he wasn't gonna let that happen if he could interfere he could and side note please don't do that I domestic violence is a horrible thing it's a horrible thing but more often times than not when you interfere the person who is being abused turns on you and tells you to mind your business so mind your business now I can see if it's a friend and you like you know if you want to get away I can help you but trying to just put yourself in somebody's business don't do it and it doesn't make you a bad person if you don't either um so she tells him her story the guy was his name was Zach he was her brother-in-law no not her brother-in-law her stepbrother sorry um he raped her multiple times um as she was growing up and she told her mom but her mom, like her mom didn't, basically didn't do anything about it. Cause it's just like the mom is being abused by the dad who is her husband. And she's comfortable where she is with the husband because he's taking care of her. So even though Joy told her like his son is raping me, her only form of action was to try, not even completely get her away from him just to try not to leave her around Zach alone which I'm with Caliber like yeah that's your mama but girl your mama trifling as fuck like you trying to make excuses for her so I was like no that's my mom you know she did no she didn't she did not do the best she could because your mom got comfortable probably doesn't have to work um And she's just like, you know, I'll take this as long as I don't have to go anywhere. Like, I don't have to do anything. And she just let it be what it is. Like, no, don't just say that's my mom because ain't no way in hell. Like, first of all, my mom is a beautiful person. She would never. But if, just saying, if this was my mama, ain't no way I'll be making excuses for what happened. Because it's like, girl, you really just said, fuck me. So you could be comfortable and I just got to deal with the consequences like you do. So basically like you getting your ass whipped and this is your life. So what I'm telling you is what's happening to me is basically like it is what it is. We got a place to stay. So whoop de whoop. So after her explaining like what happened, he's like, I'm I'm even more glad I, I killed him. Like, you know, and he also tells her, you know, 
I'll find your stepdad, tell him he better not do nothing to you, and he better not do nothing to your mama. Like, your mama will be good. It is what it is. And she's just like, you know, why are you doing all this for me? And he's like, basically, he can't explain it. He's like drawn to her. They're drawn to each other. Given very Carmen a hip-hopra with Beyonce and Makai Pfeiffer, it's just like, don't know this person from a can of paint, but just so drawn to each other. So um, the next morning, he got to figure out what he's going to do. And he still has to get his target. Because it's like, you know, he still has plans of leaving. And he tells her that, like, you know, I plan on being out by my 30th birthday. You know, I just had one more person. No, he's, he doesn't tell her that. But it's like, you know, I have some business business to take care of. And then I'm out of here. And she tells him about how she's always wanted to travel. She hasn't really been anywhere. So he has all this money. He's like, you know, I can help you with that. Because basically she can't stay there either. Like they both got to go. So he goes to see the guy, Ben, um, to let him know, you know, some things came up, but it's still business as usual. I'm going to get it done. So Ben tells him that he knows the name. No, like he knows where the guy who killed his mother is. And he's like, I'll give it to you if you work for me for another 10 years. And Caliber is pissed. He's like, you know what my plans are. Like, you know how I've said I've always planned to do this, that, and the third. So why would you dangle this over my head? And Ben claims, like, you know, I love you. I'm looking out for you. And Caliber, rightfully so, he's like, man, you're not looking out for me. You're looking out for your damn self because you know what my plans are. And then you just dangle this over my head. If you've had this information all these years, why would you not give it to me? Why would you hold on to it? And then as soon as I'm almost out the game, you want to offer this piece of information. So he's like, no, I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. And we're going to be done with it. But, you know, when he's by himself, he's torn because he's like, of course, I want that. Like, I want the nigga who killed my mama. Like, I want to kill him myself. But I also promised her I wouldn't be doing this all my life. So either way it go, he feels like he's betraying his mom in some sort of fashion. So him and Joy, like they're still getting to know each other. They're talking and he throws her a going away party, like a little get together. He gets with her best friend and, you know, just gets all her closest people together to send her off. Cause she's going like wherever she wants to go. Like he's going to put her on a plane and just, you know, tell the um, the pilot your destination. He'll put it in and boom, bam, you could go wherever. So she's waiting on her mom to show up. Because it's just like everybody that she loves or wants to be there is there. But her mom, she's just waiting on her mom. And she calls her mom. And her mom, like, real dry on the phone. And she's like, you know, mom, I'm waiting on you. Where you at? And her mom tells her that she's upset with her. She's like, you mad at me for what? And the mom tells her 
he kicked me out. All you had to do was just leave it alone because um, Caliber found the husband and like beat his ass and threatened him and told, you know, told him he better not do nothing to either one of them or basically he going to end up like his son. And his answer for that was to kick the mama out. So now she's staying at some hotel till she figure out what she going to do. And she is blaming trouble for that. Like, you know, this is all your fault. If you just would have left it alone, now I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And Joy tells her, so the fact that the person who raped me got out of jail and as soon as I, cause that was the thing, like he had been in jail, not for raping her, but he had went to jail. And when she saw him, like she was just so in a blind rage that she started attacking him and he got the better of her. Cause she's just like a little itty bitty thing. And he got the better of her and was beating on her. And then that happened. And it's just like, so I see the person who raped me multiple times and you continue to force me to be around and I lose my temper. And unfortunately this happens and I tell him about your husband and what's going on and he does that to protect me. And in all this, all you can think about is the fact that he puts you out and that that's somehow like it don't make sense. And so she's just like, wow, I really tried to look out for you and you don't even appreciate it. It's like you are away from that abusive ass asshole. But because he was paying all the bills and you didn't have to do nothing, you was okay. Basically what I said earlier, like you were okay with it because you didn't have to do nothing. It's just like, as long as I'm living comfortably, I'll take these punches and these kicks and these slaps and I'll just be good. So she hangs up on her mama, rightfully so. Because her mama was trying to give her some book. No, that's not. It's like, lady, almost called you. Bitch, yeah, it is what it is. Like, boom, we're done with that. We're we're good. I'm up here worried about you. Like, really worried about you. Like, you know, that's my mom. She did the best she could defending you and all that shit. And basically, she ain't doing nothing but proving caliber right. Like, that's, she, um, she gave birth to you, but that's not your mother. That's the best way to put it. She gave birth to you, but that's not your mom. So, you know, at first she's upset, but then she started drinking. She's like, fuck it. I ain't going to worry about it. Whoop-de-whoop, whatever. So it's the next day. And like I said, she, her and Caliber, they have this strong pull and connection to each other. But um, she doesn't want to leave now. Now she like wants to be close to him but he tells her you know tell the pilot where you want to go and you good and he sends her off and he still has one more thing to do before he leaves himself because he planned on going on vacation he's been working all this time you know being in the drug business it's like you uh it's all work non-stop you don't really have vacations and whatever whatever so she leaves and then his last thing was, you know, they caught the guy, they killed him. He brought the proof to Ben. And Ben tells him that he is, Ben himself is actually Caliber's father. 
He said, he told him the truth is your mama was a hoe who didn't know who the father was and was sleeping around. And she told me that it was my baby, but I didn't believe her. And he basically hooked her. No, he sent the guy to beat her up, like beat her ass um, because he later found out that Caliber was actually his son and the guy ended up killing his mom and he just being like looked at it as oh well it is what it is and so instead of telling Caliber that he was his father he just played like the mentor role so now that Caliber is trying to get out he's like throwing that all all up in his face like you don't get to leave me um you know, I tell you when you're done and I'm not done with you yet. And so Caliber kills him because it's just like you playing on my mom top right now and I'm not with it. I don't give a fuck who you is. So he kills him. It involves a shootout because, you know, Ben got all these bodyguards, whoop de whoop, whatever. But he makes it out and he goes to Pop's diner to talk to him. And Pop's is actually Ben's brother and he knew all this time what it was but he didn't talk to Ben like him and Ben didn't communicate they had nothing to do with each other so but he tells uh he tells Caliber I'm sorry it had to end that way but I also don't blame you for killing him because what he did was wrong and you know like I want you to get out of here ain't nothing good in Memphis are they in Memphis yeah he was like I want you to get out of Memphis which side note rest in peace to young Dolph Rest in peace to young Dolph. Like, that is so good. Rest in peace. I'm so sorry to his family. That is, like, just the fact that that man went into a baker. Like, you can't even go get cookies, my nigga. Niggas can't go get cookies or can't go get a cake. Like, a bakery, my nigga? You killing niggas inside of a bakery? Okay, anyway, sorry. Like, it's just the fact that it was in Memphis, and as soon as I said Memphis, it made me think about it. Like, a bakery, my nigga? Anyway, so he tells him to get out of Memphis and, you know, do something with himself. Get out of this city. The city don't do nothing but drag you down. And he's like, you know, I always had love for you, always respect, you know. I'll see you around sometimes. So he hop on the jet a plane I think and go to his destination now Joy is at his place waiting for him so it's like when he turned the key to his apartment and walk in and see her he like what the hell you doing here how you getting here and she said you know you told me I could go wherever I wanted to go where I wanted to go was to be with you so you know found out about your apartment and She's telling him, you know, you really need to get some better life because it was none for me to pick these. And he just pulls her in close and kisses her and was like, good, because I wasn't going to let you get away anyway. Like, I was going to come look for you real soon. So it's just a short love, like, on the run love story, I guess, that I thought was really cute. And I was not expecting this to even be this long. I thought I was going to be talking for 10 minutes, like one of my shortest episodes ever. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope to see you back next week. Peace and blessings. Mwah.